You're tuned into the One Strong Woman podcast with Shavaz Bikes, where everyday heroines bench press life's lessons. Hey, One Strong Woman, it's your girl, Shavaz Bikes. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and also for tuning into One Strong Woman. I wanted to share with you a message that I preached called Birth It Out. And the message I talk about the process of being pregnant, the first trimester, the second trimester, and the third trimester. And the natural, we have those symptoms, women experience those symptoms, different symptoms with being pregnant. And I correlate those symptoms in the spiritual aspect of us being pregnant with purpose, with destiny, books, vision, ministry, businesses, and I talk about and I dive into the trimester, and I'm talking about Mary and Elizabeth and Hannah, the ones in the Bible that dealt with uh, the pregnancy and dealt with barrenness. So some of you might find yourself in the place of the first, second, and third trimester. And some of you might find yourself dealing with barrenness that everyone else around you is producing, but you're not. And so I dive into that. So I hope that this message will encourage you and I pray that you will open up your heart and your mind to receive this prophetic word on it's time to birth it out. And I really believe that it is time. So listen in and be encouraged. Months ago. But today my assignment is as a midwife and as an intercessor. And so I'm going to talk about the birthing process. Bethlehem, we're all here. Uh, we say the dome, we call it the prayer dome, the prayer dome, but it's the spirit. We are here in Bethlehem, and it's a place for birthing. And so we all know that the birthing process begins with intimacy between a man and a woman. So it is the same way in birthing in ministry and in the spirit that we first have to be intimate with the Lord. And when we begin to be intimate with the Lord, the Holy Spirit overshadows us. And he begins to birth giftings in us, in business, in ideas, in ministry. Um, in Luke 1.35, the angel answered to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Therefore, also, the Holy One who was born will be called the Son of God. And so... That's the same way for us, is that we begin to really see God. He will overshadow us. Um, I want to talk about the three stages of birthing. And when I say birthing and pregnancy, I want the men, and I want you to tune out <laughs> and be like, what is she, you know, this is not for me. I want you to hear because this is, a, this is for you too. I want to talk about the first trimester. Um, some of the women, you know, um, I have not been pregnant. You know, I haven't had a child, but I looked up. And the, some of the symptoms um, is unusual fatigue. Bouts of uh, nausea, frequent bathroom runs, and dizziness, and just to name a few. But some of you are in the, a place where God has just revealed his purpose for your life and why you have come into the kingdom. He might, rebuild, he might have revealed it to you in a dream or in a vision or through a prophetic word. He begins to open your eyes to your giftings of creativity, music, writing, dance, health, healing, miracles, whatever the gifting, in this stage, God will reveal what he is calling you to do and why you are here, what is your purpose. The women that are in the first trimester sometimes don't even, they're not even aware that they're pregnant, and some might know. This is the stage, like I said, where callings and ministries and 
or revealed by the Spirit of God. This is the beginning stage. <clears throat> so women during this first trimester will keep their pregnancy secret until the, the end of the trimester. Others will share with close friends and some will share with everybody. During this trimester, some women are threatened with miscarriage, so they keep it quiet to the second trimester. In Luke 2.19, it said, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Only her husband and Elizabeth, her cousin, knew at the time that she was with child. I believe that she was in hiding during her first trimester. It says in Luke 1.56, And Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months and return to her house. You might can identify with this stage where God is revealing his purpose, his gifting, ministry, a business, or you might not even know what you're called to do. Some of you have shared your dreams and visions with close friends, and some of you have shared it, shared it with the whole world. I will be careful with, of sharing what the Lord has placed on your heart with the whole world because when you start sharing your heart, sharing what God calls you to do, you put it out there, you open yourself up, for criticism, for gossip, backbiting, and mockers. Everyone is not going to comprehend what God is doing in your life or calling you. Preparing this message, I heard the Lord say to someone in here, rest in me, rest in me, enter into my rest. During the first trimester with a woman, she is fatigued, she's tired, a lack of energy, but I hear those that are in the sphere during this first trimester, you've been tired, you've been running, you've been worn down, you've been weary, but I hear God say, rest in me. Rest in me, enter into my rest. You must eat right, get the right minerals, nutrients, and vitamins needed to, be, to have a healthy baby. This goes the same way in the spirit. You have to have a healthy diet, which includes eating the word of God on a daily basis, hearing the word of God, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. You must feed your dream and vision. I remember when the Lord revealed to me that I was a prophetic intercessor that I started to feed that calling. I started getting books on the prophetic. On the prophetic. I started getting books on intercession. And that I was feeding my call during that time. Um, I want to move on to the second trimester, which lasts for three months. Some of you might be further along. You might not say, okay, Shabazz, I, I'm not there. I'm not in the first trimester. Well, some of the t uh, common experiences in the second trimester is a growing belly, dizziness, leg cramps, shortness of breath, uh, stretch marks. So in this stage, there's a lot of growth, growth in the Lord, growth in understanding, and in wisdom of your purpose and destiny in the Lord. This is also a stretching stage where God begins to stretch the believer's faith to believe the impossible and to trust him. God begins to stretch, stretch and strengthen the believer to move outside their comfort zone. Can you picture Mary as she left her comfort zone an encouragement from Elizabeth. Like she was there for three months. Elizabeth was encouraging her. She was there. She felt love. And then she left at the end of three months. And she had to return to a home where people didn't even know that she was pregnant. You know, so God would stretch us. During the second trimester, there's a time of stretching. And some of you, God is calling you out of your comfort zone, your familiar place, out of the old way, the way of thinking, old habits, old friends, old relationships, old seasons. He might be calling you to switch jobs, employment, a way, a tradition, the way the mom and them did it. God is, wants you to, he's stretching you and he wants you to move out of your comfort zone into a new place. I remember a particular time where uh, God called us to go back to our home church and uh, 
we knew that we went back for a reason. It was for an assignment. We had an assignment there. But while, I was, while we was there, it was a season. It was stretching. God stretched me. He stretched me. He stretched my love. You know, uh, with prophetic people, we have a problem with being uh, critical and judgmental. So during this time, God, God stretched me and gave me, got me out of my comfort zone of just being by myself. And so, um, and then he gave us new covenant relationships during that time. And so that was a, a place where God stretched me. And I see now, looking back on it, that it was because he was trying to get me to birth out my destiny. And so I'm going to move on to the third trimester. Um, some of the experiences during the third trimester, uh, back aches, shortness of breath, heartburn, continued uh, breast growth, swelling, weight gain, and mal contractions. The third trimester is really a physical and emotional uh, stage. It's very challenging. And I felt I heard the Lord say uh, that the earth is entering the third trimester for his return. In Romans 8, 22, it says, For we know that all creation has been growing as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present day. So that's what I feel I heard the Lord say, that the earth is entering the third trimester for the return of Jesus Christ. Some of you are at this point where you're about to burst out, and it's evident to everyone that you are great with destiny and purpose. Some, they can look at you and say, wow, you're going to be this. They can see it is evident on you. They have prophesied the same thing over and over to you. And now it's time for the manifestation of that prophecy. Catch about the Spirit. So the, those prophetic words that have been spoken over you years ago, they are now about to come into manifestation. The scripture says in Luke 2, 5 through 6, she, Mary, was, with, was great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she would be delivered. You're in this third trimester. It is now time to birth it out. No more waiting or delay. It's time. You have been through so much physical and emotional stress and pain in the past couple of years that it was all for preparation to birth out your destiny. You have been challenged in ways that you have never experienced in your life. You have felt the labor pains, the, the contractions, and they're getting stronger and stronger. And your water has broke. It represents brokenness. You have went through a time of breaking and brokenness. And, you're going, and some of you are going through it now. It's all good, baby. You're about to give birth to your dream and to your vision. So I came here to declare to you to push in the name of Jesus. Push until something happens. Push past the pain. Push past the hurt. Push past the rejection. See, when I was doing this, this God was hitting me with this message. So if I start tearing up, it's for me. God hit me first. Push past the disappointments. Push past the lack. Push past the fatigue. Push past the anger. Push past the failure. Push past old successes. Push in the name of Jesus. Come on, you're almost there. Push in Jesus' name. During this time, like if a woman's water doesn't break on its own, then the doctor will break it for her, and this can be very painful. And I've heard that women rather have their water break on its own than have the doc doctor break it. Is that true, ladies? <laughs> so those of us in this, in this third trimester, we can either fall on the rock, which is Jesus. We can kill our flesh daily. We can, allow, we can kill the appetites and desires. We can submit to the brokenness. Or we can allow the great Dr. Jesus to break our water for us and send us through a Jonah experience. 
just embrace the breaking, allow the tears to flow, because it is part of the process of birthing out your ministry. And I thank God that Bethlehem has shifted to a place of prayer because God told me that the delivery room is the prayer room. So those of you, I think about Aaron coming forth with those songs that are anointed. She's there in a place of brokenness, but they're in a place of prayer. They come here from 6 to 9 on Friday. They're in a place of prayer, but they're in a place of delivery. The prayer room is the delivery room to birth out those giftings and those calls. So I encourage you, those that you feel that you, God is calling you to do whatever it is, get in the place of prayer. It's the delivery room to birth you out. During this time, you have to watch out, though, for the spirit of Herod, which comes in the form of false encouragement, adoration, false relationships, or worship. In, in the spirit realm, uh, the spirit of Herod, it wants to destroy your destiny. And it comes in the form of jealousy, murder, deception, and falsehood. It seeks to destroy your destiny before it can even be born. So I encourage you to beware of the spirit of Herod. And lastly, maybe some of you didn't see yourself in that. You, you don't feel like, you know, that you're not pregnant with a gift or destiny or call. And so I'm going to just briefly talk about the spirit of barrenness. I was studying about the spirit of barrenness in the scripture this week, even before you asked me to, um, to speak. But um, I didn't realize that how so, so many women uh, dealt with barrenness. Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, <laughs> Hannah, and Elizabeth, they dealt with the spirit of barrenness. And the spirit of barrenness is the inability to re reproduce or produce. And some of you may feel like the barrenness spiritually, that you're lifeless, you're dry. You're, you have the inability to retain a job, to hold finances, to hold a ministry. And every time you reach for it, it slips out of your grasp. And that is the spirit of barrenness. But you're not alone. Let's look at Hannah in uh, 1 Samuel 1. She was barren because the Lord closed up her womb. She received double portion from her husband because he loved her. She had favor with, favor with her husband and God. Hannah's name means favor or grace. However, the Lord closed up her womb. And I thought about that. I was reading it. I was like, how is that possible that Hannah, favor of the Lord, she gets a double portion, but she can't produce. She, she, can't, she wants a kid. She can't have a kid. That doesn't seem like favor to me. <laughs> you know, like that doesn't seem like favor. It seems like opposite, but in God, you know, we, we don't understand, but God favored her. And then on top of that, Hannah had to deal with Miss Penina, provoking her year after year. You know, maybe some of you feel like that. It seems like everyone around you is getting blessed financially, receiving their healing, receiving their breakthrough. They're coming forth with business. They're coming forth with ministry. And it seems like God has shut the door to your finances, to relationships, to healing, or to ministry. What do you do when God is the one who shuts the door or closes your womb? He is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants to do, but it's hard to accept that. We have to do what Hannah did in the situation. She cried out to the Lord. In 1 Samuel 1.11, it says, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you would indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will you give me Will you give your maidservant a male child? Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of my life, and no razor shall come upon his head. I was looking up the spirit of barrenness that um, those that had the spirit of barrenness, they always brought forth, brought forth a child, a child that was great, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Samuel, and John. 
So I share that because the Lord wants to do the same for you. Some of you that, that feel like you're barren, that you have not reproduced you. And God seems to close those doors. But I say to you, cry out like Hannah did. Submit that job, that relationship, that ministry, those kids, whatever it is, submit it to the Lord. Dedicate it to him because he wants to use it for his glory. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were encouraged by that message. And I just want to pray for us, those of us that are in the process of those trimesters and also some of us that might be dealing with barrenness. God, I thank you for this message on birthing it out. God, that you would give us strength and you would give us the grace to endure and to bring forth purpose, to bring forth ministries, to bring forth vision and, and businesses, God. That you would protect us from the spirit of Herod that would try to come and block our destiny, that would try to cause us to have a miscarriage, that would cause us to... to, to thwart the plans and purposes that you have for us. God, wherever we find ourselves, whether we're in the first, second, or third trimester, that we will walk out the plan and purposes for our life, that you will give those that are in the first trimester um, strength and grace, God, that as they are developing their and understanding your purpose for their lives and vision, God, that they will be able to walk it out and trust you, that you will reveal your, your will more clearly to them. But I ask that you would put someone in their lives that they can be able to share, that they will have wisdom on how to share. God, those who are in the second trimester that they might feel that they're they're in a, they're growing and it's a season of growth for them and it's a season of stretching and you're pushing them outside of their comfort zone. God, I pray that they will hang in there. God, that they will know that it's all for a purpose, that they will move into the, the third trimester and that it will be time to push out their purpose, their calling, um, that book, that ministry, that vision, that business, or God, that center, or God, whatever you have put in their hearts to do and the vision that you've given them and the time of the intimacy and being with you, God, that you want us to have vision. God, you said that we that without vision, people perish. So I pray, God, that you will release vision to those that are listening, God, that we would see what you're doing in heaven, Father. Jesus walked with you, and he only did that which he saw the Father do. So I pray that as we walk this life and we walk this road of life with you, God, and we're disciples of Christ Jesus. God, let our, let our eyes be open to see what you are doing and that we will do it. I pray for those that are dealing with the spirit of barrenness, God. They feel like they're a Hannah and everybody around them is, is producing and, and doing and moving and shaking. And they're, they're not, God. They, they feel like their womb, their spiritual womb is closed. God, I pray for grace. Hannah's name means grace, God, so I pray that they would understand your grace in this time, God, that I pray for fruitfulness. Hannah's time came for to be fruitful. Lord, I pray that they would be fruitful in this time. They could be able to celebrate those that are being fruitful, and when it's their turn, God, that they would be uh, able to bring forth what you've called them to bring forth, not out of selfish gain, not, not out of popularity, but for your glory. God, this is all for your glory. So God, I declare and decree that we will birth out what you've called us to birth out in this season and that you will guard our destinies. You will guard our callings from the spirit of death, from the spirit of Herod. God, they will try to come and attack our destinies. I thank you, Lord God, for causing us to have strength to birth it out in Jesus name. Amen.
my singing, as always, beside every strong woman, beside this strong woman, is a sexy man. So I would like to thank my husband again for helping me with the technology, especially this time was we had some uh, issues, but we were working it out. So I'm so grateful for him helping me with the technology side. And also, you can hit me up on bygarvaz.com. That's B-Y-G-A-R-V-O-S.com. Hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, at The Girl That Prays. And as I always say, don't forget to bench press life's lesson.